Okay. Good morning, ladies. Okay, there you go. Oh, good afternoon. It's all relative. You've been here all day. I'm just starting. Um, I know there's a lot of familiar faces here. I think I'm going to almost know almost everybody. Just you may have saw my bio or not. My name is Rabbi Menachem Levine. I am a rabbi in San Jose in Willow Glen for the past 12 years. Um, the rest of my bio, I think you can read it online or at the Mira uh, JSN site. So I, I, I give for you all of you ladies, first of all, a lot of credit. On a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon by now, uh, to, to come and spend really a whole uh, period of time doing classes for education, for self-growth, uh, really says a lot about yourselves. Um, you know, part of my uh, job is to recruit. So I'm always trying to get people to do Jewish things. Trust me, I'm nonstop. I can, I'm like that energizer bunny, and I'm always after Nally. Like, True, yes, I, 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 I she was my admin at one point. I don't stop, but I, I will tell you, Sunday for ladies is that for anybody is like a tough sell. So I give you a lot of credit. And I also give you credit for coming to this class, not because I'm teaching this class, not at all, but really, honestly, because this type of topic, in search of a, in search of a role model, really, um, I was looking at the other classes, all of them are amazing, with really amazing teachers, but this, this topic, um, we're very hush of a lady over here, so we're going to give her... This topic uh, really good. This topic, okay, here we go. This topic uh, really is a topic for people who are looking to grow in particular. Looking for a role model uh, at all ages of life is important. The fact that you come to this class today arguably is because all of you are seekers. All of you are looking to improve your lives, looking to be better people. So, Ashrach Avatarivach. That is amazing. That's wonderful. It says a lot about all of you here today. So I want to just start with a question. I'm going to give you a, if you have a paper, you can write it down. If not, you can think about it. I'm going to give you about 90 seconds. And here's my question for all of you. Pick right now two or three people that you feel are role models. It could be in general life. It could be in a certain aspect. And ask yourselves why or how those two or three people are your role models. So just... As an exercise, 90 seconds. It could be a parent, world leader, politician, a friend, neighbor, boss, celebrity. Cool. Don't, you're not, but you're not going to have to share this, so don't, don't worry. Right. But this is for yourself. Think who are your role models. I'll tell you mine to my wife who's here. So. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Okay, 
So actually, you know, I, it's an amazing thing. I, I looked up at dictionary.com just by figure I'd want to see what the definition of a role model is. Listen to the dictionary.com's definition of a role model. It's a noun, in case you're curious. A person whose behavior, example, or success is or can be emulated by others, especially by young people, right? Which I thought to be uh, amazing that a role model is especially by uh, young people. Now, it's interesting because as adults, many of us typically uh, don't have role models. Young people, and I'm going to get at this later, are very influenced by, by celebrities, by people, by role models. And many adults in life don't have people they aspire to. And this is only why it's important. Role models, people we can look up to, are essential. Essential for growth. Essential to do better. We always need to look up, up and above. We always need examples of people we can aspire to. That's what helps propel us to be better, more efficient people to fulfill our potential. And people, when people are young and growing up, there's always elders. We look up to very often adults or their parents or grandparents, or could be other relatives. Um, if you're in, if you have bad role models, negative role models, there are study after study, let's say, in inner cities of kids who see gangs, promiscuity, drug use, that there's no kid who wakes up in the morning when he's five years old and says, I want to take drugs. I'm a member of a gang. It doesn't happen. No kid, by the way, no kid ever starts taking drugs on his own. It's almost always somebody who offers it or he looks up to somebody else who's doing it, right? People, young kids are affected by good role models and negative role models. And as we get older, uh, we get fewer and fewer role models. Um, positive role models are a must, and M-U-S-T, a must for all of us at all times in life for self-improvement. We need people to strive for and to look up to. Up, up to. Um, otherwise, we're, 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 we're uh, satisfied being mediocre or less. I, I, a common denominator of almost all high achievers, whether they are uh, sportsmen, great leaders, athletes, is that they have people they, they, they try to emulate. They have, you know, different politicians, have different other politicians, uh, ce- uh, celebrities, have other celebrities. Uh, if you're in sports, it's that, it's that way. When you're a kid, you're motivated to shoot the basketball for this. When you're older, you want to beat that person or be as great as that person. And certainly if you're a Torah Jew or, a, or it could be you're a child, you want to be like your parent. I'll tell you an amazing story. Um, Chaim Kreisworth, did anyone ever hear that name? Rabbi Chaim Kreisworth? Rabbi Chaim Kreisworth was the, one of the, the child prodigies of Poland. Actually, Mrs. Halberstam, who's uh, a survivor and from a very prominent family uh, from Europe before the Holocaust. Rabbi Chaim Kreisworth was, a, from, was, was, the, was one of the Chaisers in Chachmei Lublin, which was the best yeshiva in Poland. He was a child prodigy. He finished the Talmud many times <laughs> in his youth. He eventually uh, would become the Rosh Hashiva in Antwerp, uh, the, the Rav of Antwerp, Belgium after the Holocaust, and a Rosh Hashiva in Jerusalem at the same time. But in the 1950s, he was a Rosh Hashiva in Skokie. Everyone heard Skokie? Right? Chicago. Chicago, right? So the Yeshiva in Skokie. He was the Rosh Hashiva of Skokie in the 1950s. And he left the Yeshiva for one month. You know, he was in his late 40s at the time. He left the Yeshiva for one month when the Chazonish passed away, 
He left the yeshiva for one month. Why did he do that? Because the cousin Ish was his role model. And this person, who, who for years was a known person, felt he needed a role model in life, and he literally left the yeshiva for one month to go to Israel and America to search for a personal role model. Somebody that he can continue to look up to because, here's the kicker, ultimately our role models through their own, are our teachers. We at all ages in life need role models to be our teachers. I saw an amazing quote by Warren Buffett. Did anyone not hear Warren Buffett here? <laughs> right, so the Warren Buffett said an amazing, uh, amazing line. Tell me your heroes and I will tell you how your life will end up. Tell me your heroes, and I will tell you how your life will end up. Right? Role models who have higher ethical, moral values um, will help us get to those higher ethical, moral values. If our role models do not have that, then we won't end up up there. Unfortunately, and I'll get back to this shortly, today, uh, the more... uh, Vulgar. I mean, you look at the highest, the biggest Twitter accounts in the United States of America. Um, I mean, you look who, which celebrities in Hollywood, their lifestyles, and what people are reading and seeing. I was on the plane a little while back. I was coming from New York to San Jose, uh, and I was sitting next to a young Jewish girl uh, who worked for, in her words, Cosmo. Uh, I don't know if everyone heard what Cosmo is. Uh, you know, usually that's like the magazine when I get to the dentist's office, I cover up with something. Uh, but uh, so I, she, I said to her, like, what do you write about? She actually did the digital edition. She's like a really hip girl from Soho. Uh, I was trying to make a hip, cool, hip, hip religious girl, but we never know. I think I planted a seed. Uh, God planted her next to me on that flight, I can tell you that much. But I said to her, like, what do you write about? Like, what's your number one story? And she said about 80% of what makes them tick or, I don't know if you ever heard of these ladies, they Kardash, or it sounds like whatever. Yeah, I noticed. So, see, that, and I'm saying to myself, like, and people are reading about these um, ladies, if we can call them that. <laughs> what do you think that generates? Right? She said it literally, if you look at the clickbait for Cosmo, that, those ladies are a huge percent of all of their clickbait. She said it's disproportional. It's completely, people are reading about them, looking at them, buying their products, whatever it may be. But what they're doing, by the way, is they're even doing crazier stuff, so people will click them more. Um, okay. So basically, people who get attention in our role today, I'm going to get back to this shortly, are not necessarily the right role models for us, for our children, for the people around us. And the truth is we need role models. This is why I'm, it's important. My daughter is, is, I think, the youngest by far here. Uh, she for sure needs role models, but we all, everyone in this room, at all ages need role models. I saw an amazing study. Uh, it was actually, I, one of the, the magazines I sometimes look at is Psychology Today. So it was an article by a Susan Krauss Whitburn, who's a professor emeritus of psychological and brain sciences at University of Massachusetts Amherst. She said the following, this is the article was entitled, we all need role models to motive us, motivate and inspire us look, to look for inspiration. So in this article, she quotes the following study. It's a study by Pennsylvania State University researchers Michael Brown and Linda Trevino. And the study was as follows. They looked at hundreds of managers, hundreds of managers, 
to see who are considered ethical managers with high integrity, people who made principled decisions, trustworthy, cared about people, and at the same time were successful in disciplining others, communicating. Um, look at all this chesed, amazing. <laughs> These are good role models. Uh, Disciplining others when necessary, communicating. So listen to this. They said as follows. If you have excellent managers who are both successful and have integrity and are honest and are friendly, they don't become that way from nowhere. How do these people develop? So they had three premises. It's one of three things. Either it is their education as children by their parents and teachers. Or number two... They, they had mentors when they, were, when they were starting their career. People mentored them. Or number three, did they have role models that they looked up to who they didn't necessarily know, but people they aspired to be like. Let's say if you're working in Dell, it could be Steve Jobs. Or, or, are you allowed to say that, by the way, in Dell? Right? And whatever it may be. Michael Dell. Michael Dell, right. Oh, you would know Michael Dell, right? Uh, right? It could be Michael Dell, right? But whatever it is, they have role models, or maybe not Michael Dell, right? Or, or, or role models, whatever. What was it? What made great managers? What made excellent managers? And the, they, they came out as follows in their, in, in their studies. They surveyed 217 managers and 659 people who directly reported to these managers to make sure that, 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 that they had it. Now, all of these managers, almost all, reported that they had ethical role models as children. That they had people, be it religious figures, be it parental figures, that they looked up to uh, 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 as children. But what was amazing about this, that the older the managers were, the older that they were, the more that they said it was the role models that they had. And the Brown and Trevino studies said the following thing, that adult role models actually are as important or more important than the role models of your youth. And in fact, that even if a child grows up in a healthy home with good role models, as if as an adult they get bad role models, they could regress. It means that their role models in their youth were one way. If they have poor role models as adults, they won't, forgetting becoming great, becoming, becoming amazing people or the people you want and should be, they could actually regress. You know, in today's world, as I mentioned, it's super difficult uh, to find secular role models uh, in general. Actually, I had recently, I get all kinds of people coming to me all times of day. I mean, really, uh, when you're a rabbi, and I happen to be a little bit, I was just in Sacramento on Wednesday. I'm like politically attached to a lot of people. Um, I get all kinds of people. Recently, I get, I get a lot of, she, as now I can attest, she was my aunt for a couple of years. I like people want to convert, people don't, you know, all kinds. So I had recently a lady come to me. Actually, I have some great stories, but I can't do it today. Come at a different time. Some amazing stories of these people come. But I had a lady come to me, a Catholic lady. So I figured, what does she want from me? She wants to convert. Usually doesn't work. But she comes to me, she said the following thing. She has no role models. So she looks at the people in her life, and she has nobody to look up to. She doesn't look up to the church. She doesn't want to convert. She does. She believes in a false faith, whatever. But she doesn't. What should she do? That was the question. And you know what? When you when you're coming from a world where you have no role models, and as we mentioned, role models are super important. She's right for looking for role models today. I just saw a study 
that over a thousand, a thousand Americans, we started today, for those who are a little bit late, we started thinking who the role models are, they had a poll of a thousand Americans, more than 50% couldn't pick one role model. More than 50% had no role models. Now, there are many people who look at celebrities. Um, celebrities usually have a quality with their sports if, or, or their po- political views or the entrepreneurs. Um, but very few people want their children to be like that. Right? There are people who are popular. Popular for whatever, whatever skill set they have. But, and they're maybe even idolized. But you know what? I, I love that word, word, not word, idol. You know what? We look at an idol as it's fake at the end because there's, the media will build up a celebrity, but there's nothing there at the end. I, I saw a quote by Daniel Joseph Borstein, who, who was uh, a very famous American historian from the University of Chicago. He, uh, he was the 12th librarian in the United States Congress in 1975 to 1987. He says as follows, celebrity worship and hero worship should not be confused. Yet, we confuse them every day. And by doing so, we come dangerously close to depriving ourselves of all real models. We lose sight of the men and women who do not simply seem great because they are, they are famous, but are famous because they are great. We come closer and closer to degrading all fame into being notorious, which means we all want to look up to people. But in our society, who's on the front page of the newspaper? Not just on Twitter, not just of Cosmo, right? Uh, you have a question? No. Oh, just stretching. No, no. Okay, if, you, if you have questions, feel free to ask as well. Right? Who, do, who does people look up to? People idolize people who the media bring, build up and, and build up. I, when I was younger, I remember, anyone here Charles Barkley? Right? Yeah. yeah. So Charles Barkley and had a Nike Air commercial and he said the following thing. I'm not a role model. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't ma- mean I should raise your kids. That's an amazing line. I, I'm not a role model. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. Now, I'll tell you personally, when I was a little kid, um, and I'm not so into sports, but I was a little kid I was. I was a New York Yankee fan. I grew up in Miami, Miami Beach. I was born in New York. I was moving out too. So I had to be a New York fan. And I, went, and I remember as a little kid, a, a baseball player named Dave Winfield, who was at the time a very famous baseball player, you know, who I looked up to. I was like, Dave Winfield, he was, a, you know, he was like one of the Mickey Mantles of the day. You know, these are... It, it, so he was coming to, to Miami, and he was in the, going to be in the mall. He was signed autographs. So I went to see him with my father, maybe eight, nine years old. Was, and when I met him, I was eight or nine. I don't remember what it was. Eight or nine years old. I was so turned off when I met the person. Imagine this. This guy was making millions of dollars. We're walking around the mall. I'm like following him around like a little kid. Right? And he says, who wants to buy me a cookie? That was the first thing. Like we pass a cookie. Hey, this guy's making millions of dollars. Who wants to buy me a cookie? Come on. Who wants to buy me a cookie? That's how he told, and, they, and the rest was, went downhill from there. But what, what, are, what are people looking at? They're looking at people who can dunk the ball. They're looking at, uh, at, at a person who has great lines, who they like the way they, they're, they're, they're acting. They like the way that, you know, the Cosmo crowd is looking at the way the people look, right? But it's not who the people are. And the truth is, it's not who we want to be necessarily, right? But the, these people have the largest account. Uh, uh, account. So today... I'm going to discuss 
Torah role models. Now, I want to just say one thing. There are certainly people um, who are role models in part, or maybe even fully, in the secular world, um, who we can learn from. We're at a JSN women's seminar, so we're going to learn from Torah role models. Um, but I, I, I would caution with all secular role models that if you learn something from somebody, let, let me example. If I had to pick a politician I look up to, as a role model, it's Winston Churchill. I don't care, not here to talk politics today. I thought the man was amazing. I've read his biography. Right? You may not like him, you like him. I, I think he saved the, the world in World War II through his courage, through his, you know, and, and for many reasons, I look, I don't, Winston Churchill was, had a lot of problems, right? In his personal life, he wasn't necessarily a sober guy, and he had ups and downs. Some people thought he was bipolar, whatever it may be. So I look at Winston Churchill, on his political agenda, I totally Roma. I, I, he would be somebody I look up to. He has um, the best quotable lines. I'm a rap. I quote all the time. <laughs> New Mr. Sidorovsky, do I quote all kinds of sources all the time? Right? I love quoting Churchill. Almost, like, I put it up there with like, Emerson. I, I leave Torah stories, but you know what? I don't emulate Winston Churchill. So I think that it's important in the world we live in today, we can look up to people and learn from all kinds of people, but we have to be careful who our real role models are. And I want to say one thing, ladies. And gentlemen, uh, right, we're in this room, wherever we are starting, and this is very important, wherever we are today, wherever we are today, you know, you get stuck with a rabbi today. So, um, wherever we are today, existentially, we, God wants from us to be the best people we could in this world. You know, at the end of all is said and done, after all the things we'll do in our lifetimes, Really, what really counts is, did we become the people we could and should be? In the, in the eternal life that we're all going to get, Bezit Hashem. By the way, all of you ladies came today, I'm positive we'll have a good eternal life. I'm seriously. Because you're coming Sunday, you're coming to a class like this, it's really, it says a lot about you. But it, we still could be, we need to be the people we could be in this world. And you know what, if I have a role model in politics, I have a law background, maybe like a lawyer, maybe you're in tech, you like people in tech, these are all nice things, but they're just conduits. You know, they're, at the end of the day, the ultimate role model for us is to be ethical, have integrity, be spiritual. If we're, if we're a family person, to be a people of family, and really ideally we should all be family people uh, as much as God blesses us, right? That is what's important in life. That's why, quite frankly, we're in this world for, okay? You know? That's, what we're, that's our game plan in this world. So we can have all kinds of role models. But today I want to talk about Torah role models. The Torah standard of a role, of a role model is completely different from Cosmos. Okay? And it's completely different than the Wall Street Journals or the Havdal, the New York Times. Right? It's completely different. It's, uh, it's radically different. The Torah expects greatness to be the total personality. Right? It is axiomatic in Judaism. That for a person to be a gadol, great, a role model, it's not just wisdom, it's piety, ethics, righteousness. It has to be an indivisible whole. Right? You can't just be a brilliant person and cheat on your wife or a brilliant person and uh, pick on uh, kids at school, whatever it may be. It doesn't make a difference. Right? If you're not that, you're not a role model. Now, you may have something to learn from. You may have something to learn from, but you're not a role model. I, I, one of my favorite lines from Lincoln, uh, who's also a good role model for presidents, at least, he, he said that the Bible 
is the best gift God has ever given man. The Bible is the best gift that God's ever given And I don't think Lincoln was, was Zoycha, merited to learn the Torah, but he, but, but he at least he was on to something over there. This is a, a, an overview from Pirke, the art school's Pirkei Avos. Um, and this is an ethics of the father, the Pirkei Avos treasury. The Talmud would have been incomplete had it only contained discussions about ritual and law. The Torah molds total people, not just minds. It defines the values, not just norms of performance. If you have to think about the goal of Yeshua, about the goal of today, by the way, and the goal of being a Jew, is that. It's the Torah molds total people, not just minds. It defines values. Now, it's not just values. You need to have performance as well, right? But it's, it, but it's values as well as performance, okay? Um, we need to have both. It's not just information that the Torah expects from us. It's transformation, not just information, it's supposed to transform us, right? No legal book is, is, is as mingled with stories about ethics, about people that we should learn from. How many of you heard the Chavetz Chaim? Everyone know the Chavetz Chaim? Right? So the Chavetz Chaim, actually Rabbi Teller, who was in my show Amakha this weekend, actually had a whole thing about the, the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, so the Chavetz Chaim is an amazing, Rabbi Kagan, the Mishnah Baruch. No, the new Rabbi Brezhnev, yes. No, no, no. Rabbi Teller, Rabbi Chanoch Teller is a guest speaker. Oh. Yeah. Um, so he said he didn't say this story, but I will. The Chavetz Chaim was he actually said an amazing thing that the New York Times in nineteen like twenty sent uh, had a religion column and they were looking for the greatest of all religions, and they sent a reporter, a Gentile reporter, to find the Chavetz Chaim and to meet this Jewish legend. And this person, had, like, when they went to Europe, they had, how they get to Rodden, which is like a little town somewhere. Like, they had to go travel to get to Rodden. And when they got to Rodden, the person wrote, I have met the Jewish God. <laughs> In the New York Times, I have met the Jewish God. Not exactly, but the Chavetz Chaim was a holy person. And, they, you know, the, the Chavetz Chaim... Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a story that whenever he would send a messenger... Um, to to somebody, uh, instead of using the post office, he would rip up a stamp. For whatever reason, he felt if he didn't use the postal services before email, could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Right? Before everything else, he would rip up a stamp because he didn't use the postal service. Uh, and when he didn't send a letter, the only, there was only one problem about doing that in the early 20th century in Russia. Who was on the stamp? The czar. <laughs> so they reported that the Chavetz Chaim was ripping up the stamp with the czar on it. Right? So they actually took him to a court. And they said, are you coming to come against the czar? Now this is pre-communist revolution. There were a lot of people against the czar. So the attorney for the Chavetz Chaim said, told him the story. He told him that he was sending a messenger uh, and he ripped up the stamp because he didn't want to, you know, he felt he, wanted, he didn't want to lose the Polish, the, the, the Russian government, the money. The judge says to the attorney, do you really believe that? So I said, the, the, the attorney says the following thing. I'll tell you another story. Somebody once robbed the money from the Chavetz Chaim, stole from the Chavetz Chaim, and the Chavetz Chaim wanted to forgive this person. So he ran after the person, I forgive you. And the judge said to the attorney, do you believe that? 
The attorney says, I'm not sure if I believe either story, but I'll tell you one thing. They don't say those stories about me and you. <laughs> they don't say those stories about me and you. And the Chavetz Chaim was the most idolized, there we can use the word, hero of the Jewish people. That's who we look up to. We look up to people of faith, of ethics, of, of goodness, to the, to, to the mother who takes good care of her children, right? To, to, the, to the husband who's, who's a good father and husband, to a person who in business looks to be a decent, good person. That's what the Torah wants from us. For, to be ethical people. And really, all of the whole, entire study of the Torah, and you should know, by the way, if you go to Jewish homes, go to the Chabad home, certainly there's at least one picture you know will be there. That's not much, right? Uh, if you go to other homes, you have the Chavetz Chaim. If you go to Sephardi homes, you're going to have Rabbi Vadi Yosef, right? Eli Shah is expecting you from Sunnyvale to say Rabbi Vadi Yosef. Uh, uh, right? You, you have... Why do people do that? It's an amazing thing. We don't actually... I'm going to get to this in a minute. We don't, we, don't, we don't make people like above human in this. We look up to people. We aspire to people. Right? Why, do they, why at a young age do we have ethical pictures? Go to any home, a religious home, a Jewish home, the pictures there are of the righteous. Why is that... Like, you know, and if you go to many Sephardic homes, Moroccan homes in Israel, whose picture do they have there? The Babasali. Baba right? You go to all these houses, the Babasali is there. Why do they do that? It's not just because he's a holy person. They look up to people. That's an amazing thing. Right? And the Torah is the exact. Just for one example, who is the greatest person in the, in, to ever live as far as we're concerned? Moshe. Moshe, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe our teacher, Moshe our teacher, is our teacher not just what he gave us, from the, it was a kind of the Torah, but he's an example of a person who constantly strived to be better, who always looked to be better. He not only did he take a ju- bunch of Jews from slaves to freedom, made us from individuals to a nation, but he is our emblem forever of a Jew who his whole life is growth-oriented. Maimonides, the Rambam says to all of us that each one of us could be like Moshe, that we can look to be better every day of our lives. That is our goal. But we need like the right role models. Actually, I saw an amazing thing that Martin Luther King, in his, one of his most famous speeches, after is his, his Promised Land speech, right? This was speech was given April 3rd, 1968. Now, Martin Luther King is another example of a person who had great achievements. His personal life, if you look into it, was not so great. But certainly, his, his public life was very admirable. He did a lot of good things for the world, and he was actually a friend of the Jews in many ways. Um, but again, private life, you got, this is why in the world today you have to be a little bit careful. But Martin Luther King, who dies before the age of 40 and really did amazing things for America as a whole, was shot. This is the night before he was shot. April 3rd, 1968. He said as follows, I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight as a people, we will get to the promised land. And he then talks about his mentor, Moses. Not, not, not someone from Nazareth. Moses. Moshe is this example of a person who's the servant of God. Right? He's not God. He's, not, he's a servant of God. Moshe is an example for all of us of, of, of a person who's constantly looking to be better. What's, by the, what's the best employee? Best employee, somebody who's constantly growing, right? Somebody who's constantly looking to do better. I once heard a study by Dr. David Polkowitz, who's a very prominent psychotherapist in New York, and I was in Los Angeles for a rabbinic conference, and he said the following thing, that they had a study 
of neuroscientists. And, excuse me, brain surgeons. I think it back. Brain surgeons. Now, to be a brain surgeon, it's almost as hard as being a rabbi, right? <laughs> <laughs> almost. You gotta be really smart, right? Right? But to be a brain surgeon, getting to medical school is really tough. Being a brain surgeon is really tough. So they, just, they try to, to test the top 1% of brain surgeons versus the lowest percent of brain surgeons. You know what they said the difference was? It's an amazing thing. They're all very smart per- people. The top 1% were, had, were, had role models and were able to admit error. It means they're always looking to do better. And the worst 1% never looked up to any people and were never able to take advice. If you want to be better, you need good role models. You want to be a better mother, you need a better person, you need good role models. Uh, you know, um, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who's arguably one of the, the most... Uh, we, we still have to meet, by the way. We're neighbors. So we're going to come, going to... Uh, um, so Henry Wadsworth, actually, one of his most... Look at the world today, by the way. Just as a, this, is, this is a digma. Longfellow, who had his own struggles in life, but was a spiritual writer, an American writer. His, one of his most famous pieces, which would never happen in today's world, <laughs> was called A Psalm of Life. Tell him! A Psalm of Life. Longfellow, this is what he said. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints in the sands of time. Right? Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints in the sands of time. So we could certainly learn the Torah and learn from all of the biblical figures in the Talmudic, Rabbi Akiva, Hillel, Bruria, you know, you name your role model, you could, there are people to look up to. Sorry, Imeno, Rachel, Imeno. All of these people are people that we could look up to. You know, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, did everyone hear Rabbi Moshe Feinstein here? Yeah. So he was one of the greatest sages of the past hundred years. Erev Yom Kippur, he was probably the greatest posek, halachic decider, would read about sages 200 years ago. Because he wanted to go to Yom Kippur feeling... I have so much more to accomplish in this world. So he would read biographies of great sages like Rabbi Akiva Eger. People lived a long time ago. So one way we can learn and have role models are from the, the Torah from, uh, and from uh, biographies of it could be. But I think it's much more important for all of us to have living role models. Okay? And in fact, in every generation, there are examples like Moses. The Torah tells us that each generation there are people we need to look up to. So right now, I wanted to discuss how we pick a role model. How you pick somebody who's a Torah role model. Because you know what happens in life? Um, there are many good people, many decent people, who pick the wrong role models. And uh, it, it can be in many different ways. And there's a tremendous loss because if the role models are what bring us higher, make us better, right? then if you have the wrong role model, we could sell ourselves short. So, a few things in picking role models. Number one, this is super duper important. If you're picking a Torah role model, I don't care what kind of, how they look, what kind of skirt, what kind of kippah, what, they're the best speakers, their nice and fra- character. The most important, the most, if you're looking for a role model, and you will not find this in the press, as I mentioned, on Twitter, or in Cosmo, or in whatever political paper you. We, when you do politics, you pick people you like who their viewpoints. Okay, you don't necessarily pick role models. 
when you're looking for a basketball player, you're not asking could they, you know, say shalom aleichem to you and they're friendly. You don't care about that. Like you want Charles Barkley, you want a person who can dunk the ball, right? Uh, but when you're looking for a role model, you need to look for character. If you're in, if you're role modeling a person and they don't have a good character, it's the wrong person. As far as the Torah is concerned, you, any role model, a true role model is a person of ethics, of goodness, of character, a Moshe Rabbeinu or a Sarah Imenu, somebody you could look up to and want to be in totality. Somebody you could say, this is what I want to be like. This is what I aspire to be like this. You know, and, when, and, and sometimes you can have different things, but, but and ideally, you have a person, you say, I would love to be like this. I would love to become like this. That's the, the, the most critical thing with a role model is they have to have excellent character. Number two is you need to be comfortable with the person. You need to relate to them. Now, if you have, let's say, I, you know, I've been a rabbi of all types of people. People who grew up very religious, people who grew up sort of not, not religious, people who are somewhere in the spectrum. But imagine the following thing. Somebody becomes a little more observant and they go to, let's say, B'nai Brock or Meir Sharem. And they say, you know, I see a lady, she's saying to him all day long, that's my role model. What's the, what's the danger in that? Now, you could be inspired by that, but you really, it's hard to emulate that. It's not who you are, right? It's, you, can be, you can get inspiration, but to, be, to get a, a balance of, of who you could be to, to grow and to have the right guidance for yourself, it has to be relatable. I remember when I was a student um, in the Mir Yeshiva, the Mir Yeshiva is a, is, a, is a yeshiva in Jerusalem. It's the largest yeshiva in the world, one of the best yeshivas in the world. And I remember somebody asked me to meet somebody, uh, a very big sage. And I was speaking to him, and it was like different, different languages, not just Hebrew English or Yiddish English. It was the way he viewed the world. It was like a very Jerusalem, you shall me. Like, it was uninspired. It was the wrong advice, by the way, the person gave me. And he meant well. He was a good person. Nothing, nothing bad. He just wasn't for me. Right, so it's very important if you're picking, if you pick a role model from somebody from a completely different background than you, or starting point than you. Now, th- there is a there is a danger that you will not really be inspired. Inspired, like if you're in tech, right? Unless you told me you're in tech, so you know, uh, right? If you're in tech and your role model is in law, so it's hard to be inspired to be a, better in tech if that's your role model. Right? Does that make sense? Does that make sense, everyone? Right? If you're Role model, by the way, if your role model is a man uh, and you're a lady, so you can be inspired, but it's hard to be, that, to be a role model, right? Is that, I mean, you think about it. You can be inspired by a lot of people, and it's, you should be inspired by a lot of people, the right people. But you need, a, we need role models that our role models mean that we can emulate, that we could look up to, right? And if you're, you're a man and your role model is a lady, Right? Same thing. No, no difference. You could be inspired by her deeds. It could be motivated. Like if I see people who are um, you know, super motivated, it motivates me. People who push themselves. I don't care. You know, I'm motivated by it. But a role model, that's not going to be the case. So we need to have role models that we can relate to. Now, I will tell you a danger in this. I once had a lady come to my house. This lady, I mean, it could be somebody even knows who she is in this room had multiple Ivy League degrees. Now, she didn't go to the University of Pennsylvania like myself. She only went to like, you know, like Yale or Harvard, so like second degree. But she was a very smart lady nonetheless. 
Um, and she was a member of a certain temple, a very large temple somewhere. And I'll tell you the conversation I have with her. She's in my sukkah. And I said to her the following thing. So, do you go to this temple. Do you believe in it? And she looks at me and she says to me, um, well, I'm very comfortable there. So I said to her, well, do you believe in it? I'm not asking if you're comfortable. Right? I'm not asking if you're comfortable. Do you believe what you're doing? Is this something you believe in? So what happens sometimes when we're looking for role models is we very often can pick a role model which allows us to be comfortable. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't motivate us, right? If this lady is my role model or this person, then I got to push myself harder. But I can have a role model. I can lower my role model way lower because we're comfortable. I'm not, I'm not just talking about religion. In anything in life, it's easy to say, I'll pick a role model which will allow me to go into cruise control and not... It. I'm not even talking about theology. I'm just talking about... It's not about comfort. It's you have to believe in your role model, right? You need to look up to somebody. You, look, you need to look up to somebody um, as well. And the third thing, when you're looking for a, a role model... Um, but Alicia told me she had to leave early, which is good. If anyone does need, uh, it's fine. We're, we're, it's, it's later than they, they, they projected. The third thing, this is super duper important. You know what? I can't tell you how many times I have people in my office say, Rabbi, or, you know, I'm always flattered when, when this happens. You know, everyone likes compliments. A person comes to visiting San Jose from New York or Texas. Where, where, rabbi, I would love you to be my rabbi. You spoke, I like people, I hate you to be my rabbi, you know, you all types, right? So, you know, but you like, you like the one to say, I love to you, rabbi, that's the one you like, right? So, but, so but there's no one in my, I, I don't, I'm, person that's like, I'm in Brooklyn, there's no one I can look up to, I'm like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> like, you know, I'm in New Jersey, there's no rabbi, no, 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 right? I don't, where do you live? I live in Jerusalem, I have no one to go to, <laughs> right? I, this is very important. When you remember what I said, when you're younger, everyone has role models, People are either inspired by role models or brought down, right? If a kid has the wrong role model, a person who's cool and into drugs, that kid, or a girl has a, a girlfriend who she looks up to, dresses very provocatively, and does the wrong things at a young age, those are bad role models. If kids have good role models and bad. Adults often don't. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Adults are, A, more jaded, okay? They, we, 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 you ask the kid, what do you want to be? I want to be great. I want to be this. And adults typically, we settle in life. Right, which is why, again, I give you a lot of credit for coming this morning. I really do. Um, but also, adults are much more um, judgmental. <laughs> How to say it? Right? It's, you, you, you could have Moses or Sarah, and many of us would say, they're not our role models. You can meet the most amazing people in the world, and like, I don't look at that person. There's an amazing Mishnah. Look at this Mishnah and Pirkei Avos and Ethics of Our Fathers. The Mishnah's in the first parak Mishnah is Vav. Shua ben Prachya says, "Aselach Rav, Oknelach Chaver, Avidanetz Kol Mechavskos." Right? Says Rabbi Shua ben Prachya, one of the great sages, in the uh, about hundred years before the destruction of the Second Temple. Make for yourself a teacher, acquire yourself a friend, and judge everybody positively. Now, in the, the commentaries point out your teacher, your mentor, your teacher is more important than a friend, but a friend is also important. But both of them have one thing in common. If you want to have a mentor, you need to judge them favorably. Right? You need to be able to look at a person in a positive light. Right? You can, you, you can, you can all, we can always, it's easy to disqualify anybody in this world. You can 
the most warm, amazing, great person. And if all you can look at is something you don't want to see, right? Obviously, the, the Torah tells us that our teachers, have, our mentors, our role models have to be like angels in our eyes. It's very important. The Gemara says if you have a real teacher, they should be like uh, an angel. But you know what? The only way a person can be an angel in your, our eyes is if we judge favorably. Right? If we don't, it, same thing by friends. Acquire yourself a friend. We need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right? If you want to have a good friend in life, it could, you know, I'll give you a great example. This Saturday in my synagogue, um, the person read the Torah. The, first, the, the person who doesn't usually read the, the, the Torah read the first four aliyahs, and he made a few mistakes. Nobody but maybe me and one other person knew the following thing. That the original person who was supposed to read the Torah lost his voice. This guy got up at the last minute and read, read the Torah. So if you would be come to the synagogue and you'd come in that day, this guy messed up completely. Right? Like, what is he doing up there? But you know what the real case is? It's not, you need to, we need to judge people favorably. And we need to judge people, you know, and be generous. I sometimes I get people, like, there's actually an individual from Berkeley right now who's asking me a lot of questions. Me, you know, so I said to him when he first started to ask me a question, I said, do me a favor, I'm going to tell you, email, email your question's great, but just realize if I don't get back to you right away, I'm busy. You know, I, I, the truth is, it's not that I don't care about you. You know, you need to, you could be like, you, I don't text, by the way. Not like I text, I'm like, I'm like really boring, look at this phone, right? <laughs> my daughter is, I'm emulating my daughter, but I, I, I don't, you know I don't text for many reasons, but one reason is, is people expect immediate answers. You could be doing the most important thing in the world. But I told him, do me a favor. If I don't get back to you ever, just judge me favorably. It's not really bad. It's not that I don't care about you. You want, you want a role model, you need to have a good eye. Even though that, that person has to have character and people, you want to have a good friend, it's the same thing. It's not, today's, it's not today's conversation. But the other thing that's amazing about that Mishnah is Aselcha Rav. You've got to make yourself that role model. You've got you to create that role model. If a half of America doesn't have role models, I asked you in the beginning who we're learning from. If you don't have spiritual role models, you don't have ethical role models, you've got to look for it. You have to make that. Because as I started in the beginning, all of us need to be able to look up to other people to grow. So at Asela Karav, you need to look, to look up to it. So what do we learn from, 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 uh, from role models? It's basically everything. Um, it's how to be defi- refined people. If it's a lady, it could be her demeanor, the way she treats her family, the way her, her, her life balance. It could be, you know, I did not grow up observant and she didn't grow up observant. Look what she did. It could be that, you know, we're both trying our hardest. It could be a million things, right? It could be that this woman, you know, uh, my, 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 my wife, like her mother is a very devoted family person. She's a professor at NYU. Um, and she's still normal, which is already an accomplishment, um, right? You know, it could be anything, you know, in life, right? But you need to look up. The ultimate Slobodka was one of the greatest um, teachers uh, uh, of, uh, who taught many of the greatest sages about 100 years ago. He used to invite his students to eat in his house. He said, because a, a person who's learning in our yeshiva, he doesn't just want them to learn theoretics. He wants them to learn how to conduct the house. These are yeshiva students or teenagers. He wanted to see how you treat your children, how you eat, how you run a house. That's not just you go to yeshiva, you learn one aspect. It's holistic. We're supposed to have role models for, for everything. Number three is 
how do we become inspired by role models? And this is very super important. A role model in any area of life is supposed to inspire us to become the best people we can be. There is a, a famous Me'or Shemesh. Me'or Shemesh is, um, was, his name was Kalamanis, Kalman Halevi Epstein. He was the youngest and most famous student of the Noim Elimelech, who was one of the early Hasidic teachers. And he says the following thing. What was Eliezer? Everyone ever heard Eliezer in the Bible, in the Torah? What was Eliezer's na- full name in the Torah? Evan Avram, servant of Avram, good. What, one more thing, another, another name he was used? Eliezer Dameshek, or Dameshek Eliezer. So it, it means at one level from Damascus. But the second thing, Eli, uh, um, Eliezer means Dameshek, means Dola Umashke Mitaraso Shomara. He took, he poured from all of the teachings of his great teacher Abraham, Avram. The Moor Shema says the following thing. Why did Avraham, why did Abraham not want Yitzchak, Isaac, to marry Eliezer's daughter? He said the following thing. Eliezer was a mimicker. What Eliezer did, Dameshek Eliezer, he he literally copied, Avram did this, I do this. Every little thing that he did was mimic. Is that, and that is not how you grow in life. When you have a role model, you know, you know, going back to the Cosmo world, right? It's like, she does this, so I'll do this. And, and sometimes in, in the Torah world, the rabbi does this, so I'll do this. The ra- the, the, this, the, this inspiring lady does this, so I'll do this. It's not, it's not the point of a role model. The role model is supposed to teach us how we should be based on who we are. <laughs> we're supposed to be the people, we're, everyone's different. All a role model is doing is inspiring us to be the people we could and should be. It's inspiring us uh, to, to do more and to be uh, better. I, I am studying with my daughter. Adina, raise your hand. You, any, any young girls in the room? <laughs> Adina. Uh, so Adina and I, I learned with all my children. You know, actually, I'll tell you the truth. My role models did that, and I follow them in that. In, in that. Like, they spend time studying. So I spend, I have a few kids, so it takes a little bit of time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I spend, depending, you know, several minutes every night learning with all my children. So my daughter and I are currently learning this following book. Now, my, my son's learned Mishnah. She's learned different Svarim. But right now we're reading together this book. It's called Rabbitson Vichna Kaplan, the founder of the base Yaakov movement. So the, the like Meiro Girls High School is a, an offshoot of this movement. It's the, the girls. So Vichna Kaplan was the person who brought the base Yaakov movement to America, the first base Yaakov in America, was Vichna Kaplan. And this whole book, I brought the book, I didn't photocopy it, just it's a big, thick book, right? Um, this whole book is about this girl's life. And this girl was an orphan at a young age and did not have an easy life in Lithuania in pre-World War II. And she learned by Sarah Schneer, Sarah Schneer, who was the founder of the Beisaka Woman, and brought that movement to America. Just by chance, or not by chance, uh, a couple weeks ago when I, when I knew I was getting this class ready, the, the third chapter starts with role models. And this is what the book says. The, the author of this book was the Rebetzin of uh, the Rosh Hashiva of Chavetz Chaim, which is a big yeshiva in America. She starts the following thing. Over the years of writing this book, many times I've been surprised, overwhelmed by the task. I can talk about Rebetzin Kaplan, I can write about Rebetzin Kaplan, yet I know that my descriptions are inadequate. 
for everything falls short of capturing her indescribable greatness. I am no youngster. Hashem, Hashem, oh, Hashem has been, make sure it looks good, by the way. <laughs> Hashem has been good to me and has been given, uh, given me wonderful children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Yet, as each year passes, I wonder anew. How did that little girl, orphaned and uprooted so young, grow into the tremendous personality that would change the face of Judaism in America. What did young Vichna Eisen have that enabled her to become the woman who would be one of those who rescued our tradition? One day, I stopped short, breathless from clarity. It was not what, it was who. From a very young age, Rebetzin Kaplan had extraordinary role models that she emulated and courted her entire life. She became who she was because of who she observed. Her role models turned into my role models. And for my daughter, Adina, I want role models for her, for her, her as well. And for all of us, if we should become the people we could and should be, we need great role models at all ages and at all times. We should be inspired individuals. And if we do that, not only will we, will of course, have a better world to come, but we'll be better people in this world. And the greatest gift that we can give to humanity and to the world is to be great role models for the next generation, for our peers, for our friends, all around us. And that's how we should all, at all ages, be searching for role model. I don't know, I don't know if, if anyone has any questions or thoughts or ideas, but if you didn't have these kind of role models coming into today, if your role model made Cosmo uh, or was on the front page of whatever, and it's not, doesn't fit this, so I would encourage you to look for the real role models to inspire you throughout life. Okay, thank you very much. If anyone has any questions, usually they don't have these things. So I'm here. Yes, you have a question. So I, the, way, the number one criteria was that they need to have good character. Yes. Through and through. Right. Does anybody, is anybody that perfect? So you hear the question. For those who have to go, please feel free to go. Does anyone have good character through and through? And the answer is yes, if you judge favorably. Which means as follows. Even the best person, Moses, sins at his level. Uh, Abraham sins at his level. Sarah laughs when God tells her things. We need to look at a holistic. These are good people. All humans make mistakes. And that's why the Bible, the Torah says, shows the mistakes of the greats, that we should still look at their positives as well. But you know that they're good people. But everyone makes mistakes. We have to look at the positive eye and say, you know what? Even the errors that we, we can learn from. Any more questions? Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, go ahead, sure. Who is your role model 